Hello, everyone, and welcome to Through the Lens, the All Things Movie Podcast, brought to you by WEGL. I'm Alex Houston, alongside Davis Carroll, and we thank you for joining us as this episode will be kicking off our Oster, Oscar excuse me, fest of episodes leading up to the Oscars later this month. We'll have a special episode breaking down all 11 movies that are nominated for Best Picture slash Best Actor and Actress. And Davis is going to talk about which movies those are that we will be watching and breaking down them all later in the month. So first up, we have Actor in a Leading Role. We have some good movies here. I'm going to work up to the best picture since that's how we usually do the Indeed. Oscar. Indeed. Best that's picture cool. is the one that everybody waits for after all. That's also want. true. It's always... That's the most hyped one. And it's always but three hours. But the thing is, should it always be? Think about that. I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on, you know, uh, the nominees. You know, like yeah. if there's one... I'm, like, like, I'm sure in 2008, the most hyped up category was Best Supporting Actor because of Heath Ledger and uh, him being nominated first comic book movie nomination, I think, ever. For and at the Oscars, as far as I can recall, so you know it depends on the year and the nominees. But normally, traditionally, best picture. You know, I was I was going through the Oscar things earlier for this episode, and uh, I'm glad that they expanded the amount of best picture nominees there could be because it used Indeed. to only be like five or six. Yeah. Now there's however many it is. But start off actor in a leading role. We have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. I'm very excited to watch that one. I've heard it's a very great prediction or uh, depiction of what being deaf is like. And there's also Another great depiction of another, uh, uh, is the word illness? Dis- I think a disability. Disability, yeah. that being dementia, uh, played by Anthony Hopkins and the father. It's supposed to be like very eye-opening, very like revealing to really, it's from the point of view of Anthony Hopkins who has dementia. But he in, does? In oh, no, no, you mean the, I thought you were talking no, about, I thought you were talking about the actors. Life. I thought you had like gone to say that for a second. I was like, "What on earth? I must have missed that." But yeah, no, that sorry, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we also have Gary Oldman for Mank. I've not seen that yet. We ha- I actually haven't seen any of these yet. Yeah. We have Stephen Yeun for Minari, which looks very good. All these look very good, by the way. Indeed, and indeed. the one we I have seen on this in the Best Actor is Chadwick Boseman's last movie, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is basically just a play. It's a yeah. play in movie form. It's really good. It's pretty short. He's really great in it. I think he definitely deserved it. I'm not even going to say – we're not going to say who we think yet because that's exactly, going to give away – We haven't seen half the movies yet, so we'll just keep going down the list. Now we're on to actresses. Is that right? We have actresses. Right. We could – might be able to do actor in a supporting role if we it are depends. able to – we, we, I was about to say, we, we got 11 movies. movies to get yes. to first, of course, before we finally get to that. But go ahead. We've knocked it out, so we picked the three categories yeah. that have enough overlap. Yeah. Actress in a leading role. We have Viola Davis also from Ma Rainey's Black mm-hmm. Bottom. Andrew Day in the, Unici- the United States versus Bo- Billie Holiday, which I – have heard nothing about really. I, mean, yeah, I didn't I, even know it existed. I hadn't heard anything about that at all either. It looks so pretty I'm very, good though. I'm very curious to see that film and see her uh, p- performance in that. We have Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, which is also up for Best Picture. Uh, I think Ma Rainey is actually also up for Best Picture as well. Uh, Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman, also up for Best Picture. Uh, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, which is supposed to be great. Frances McDormand always knocks it out of the park. She won Best Actress for uh, Three Billboards a few years ago, which was she was great in that. You should watch that if you're able to. That's I, people at home I, and Alex. I will. I, I Alex will. knew I was talking to him. I will. Hey, hey I'm, I'm going to get there. It's on Hulu. It was really good. Sam Rockwell's really good in it. He's always really good. He's really good in this one, though. I know. I know. I know. Keep and going. Lucas Hedges is in it. Okay. I'm, I have to scroll down. They have it in, like, different order. Sounds about right. Where is it? Best Picture. Come on. Where are you? I lost oh, it. Here it is. Okay. Best Picture. Nominees. The Father. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Mank. Minari. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Peace of Woman's not on here, excuse me, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. 
And all those seem like pretty good movies. The weakest of those probably being Trial of Chicago 7. I would say based on what I've heard, again, haven't seen any of these It is really good, but like cinematically, like movie-wise, it doesn't bring that much new to the table. But as we've seen with the Oscars lately, um, you know, it's not always best cinematic film. It's, you know, a trailblazing film can get the win. It's not even that trailblazing. I mean, mean, it's a really good film. It's like a lot of star power in it, too. Like, that's why Parasite won, because it was, you know, it was the first foreign language film that, you know, really, like, almost broke through the barrier of being a foreign language film without a American director, American studio, and really, like, you know, getting popular amongst American audiences. So that's why it was nominated. Because as we know, we talked about this, I think it was last week, the Oscars are, in fact, a money-making industry. You, you, sometimes you're going to nominate movies not because they're the best movies, but because they'll make you money. And other times they won't, and... You know, sometimes they'll nominate movies that honestly are will make you money and are cinematically great, which we'll talk about that because this, as I mentioned that, this week's episode is actually on some of the biggest snubs, in our opinion, in the history of the Oscars because, oh man, are there a lot of them. There's a lot of movies and only one awards show, really, that we're talking about with the Oscars. So you're going to have some snubs, but the Academy misses a lot considering some of the ones we've got. And this will be one of our first of, again, all Oscar-themed episodes throughout the month leading up to the award show, which will be on the 25th, and our episode will be likely on the 22nd or 23rd. And we just give you the movies ahead of time if you want to watch some of them. Maybe take bets on who we're going to choose. Don't do that, actually. Oh, uh, I mean, are they allowed yeah. to do that? No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do we that. don't want to get in trouble. I was about to say, we don't, we don't want that. But if you want to watch the movies, uh, I recommend definitely at least watch a few of the best picture movies because there's some great movies in there this year. And we'll be posting updates on our movie progress and whatnot on our official Instagram at through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram. Go ahead and Come follow through, us Come Carmelo. Along. We're going to get through the lens. I mean, I already put hashtag through the lens under, and I saw there were 5 million uses of that hashtag, and then I was like, oh, wait, he has an Instagram. But, yeah. Or he has that Instagram, but oh, well. So, yeah, follow us at that for any updates on our podcast and any you know movies we're watching during the week. I mean, I'm just saying I almost posted some a few weeks ago when I found the uh, the Passion of the Christ in Lego form on Amazon. Yeah, it's a, it's a 30-minute Lego short, apparently. I'm glad you didn't post that. That would have been a strange post. I mean, it's just like, oh, I thought it was the right one. Oops, when I saw uh, Anakin Skywalker as Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was kind of bizarre. Just saying. Okay. Yeah, it's on Amazon, well, guys. Well, you know, Alex, <laughs> you, you were talking about uh, money a minute ago. Money, not? yes. Yeah. Uh, Netflix. Oh, yes, that's just right. $400 million to make two Knives Out sequels. I don't know if they're going to be the same characters or if it's maybe just going to follow the Keith Stanfield and Daniel Craig's like detective characters, which I think that would be actually kind of cool. Kind of have like a detective movie series with them. With the, I'm, I'm the good as out. long as Benoit Blanc is in it because, I mean, yeah, he, but he's like going to be the main character that it follows, actually. Who is it? Who's that? Uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, okay, okay. Remember, because he plays Benoit Blanc. I haven't seen the movie in a while. Really? I mean, like, I've seen it, like, you gotta see probably, it like, a few months ago. Ooh, I, it was a good it movie, again. but, like, I just don't remember their names. I'm pretty bad with character names in movies. I was watching Last Samurai earlier. I just couldn't remember their names. If you ask yeah, me their no, names they're, right they're, now, they're, they're, they're very, uh, yeah, I, that one was always hard to track, especially because I don't think they said Katsumoto's name except for, like, twice in the first, like, uh, hour or so. But, yeah, so that's one of the bi- biggest news going on. Also, um... Steven Ewan from Minari and The Walking Dead will be cast in, as the lead in Jordan Peele's next film. Or he wanted. wants to cast him, at least. Or Jordan Peele wants to cast him as the lead. And breaking news, Jar Jar Binks will not be returning. I thought, is this like an April Fool's joke? No, he's not going to be in it. I mean, like, but like, nobody thought he was, did they? I don't know. Like, maybe. the actor Apparently said, oh, did. I won't be in it. And I was like, 
Maybe it was April Fool's. I just saw that yesterday. People were like, oh, no, he's not going to. I was like, okay, put him in. That's okay. I get, huh. I'm David gonna... Ayer. Oh, God. Calling for his Ayer cut. He said, quote, I made an amazing movie. But he said it scared the uh, stuff out of the producers and executives at Warner I wouldn't Brothers. be surprised because from what I've heard uh, from the – you got a bug flying around you, Alex. Oh, I don't see it. You lost it. It's gone now. But uh, from what Snyder was saying about what they said about Justice League, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it has as much traction as the Snyder Cut hashtag did. Yeah, and I think I think the difference is, you know, directors' films get cut all the time, right? Like, that's part of the studio process. The difference is that Snyder was absent from his job to go uh, be with his family during a tragic incident uh, involving his daughter, as we mentioned during the Snyder Cut episode. And the studio went behind his back and changed the movie. David Ayer was there and made the cuts with the studio. There's a difference between those two movies. And there's also a difference because David Ayer, well, all he said is my movie's really, really good. He's not released nearly as much in terms of, like, Zach was releasing a lot of little things here and there, little hints. When he released the Martian Manhunter concept art and the, uh, the um, oh, what's the, what's, the, uh, what's the word for the drawings they'll do of scenes beforehand? Oh, you know the word I'm thinking Yes, of. but now that you said it, I can't think of it. Wow. I'm Because t- they did it all for Star yes, Wars. Yes, I know. And it, I know yeah, I know. It it's a uh, storyboard. That's right. They had the storyboards for the Martian Manhunter's Martha scene. Like, that, people lost their minds because that was kind of something we wanted to see that we didn't even see a hint of in the movie. This, on the other hand, not so much. But we'll see. I don't think it'll happen, but you never know these days. Also, Black Adam has been given a release date in 2022 after the... Uh, foundation of the DC Universe is about to change. A big ad released by The Rock. I'm kind of excited for that movie. The yeah, Rock? I like Shazam got, a lot. You got, got Dr. Fate there as well. Noah Centineo's in it. Wait, really? Yeah, he's Adam Smasher. No! So they have to have the one uh, 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 bad actor in it. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to smash you, Black I Adam. I was really excited for some just Dr. Fate, Black Adam back and forth. I could, oh, man. Well, finally, the last bit of news we had... It concerns Army Hammer, who a lot of people know. He's gotten to a lot of controversy recently, and he has lost his very last remaining role. He is has no more roles. Well, he's so you heard about Death on the Nile, right? I heard that he's not going to be pulled from it, but he was already in that. So he's in it, and it keeps getting delayed. And people are thinking that they're going to do the all the money in the world thing they did with uh, Kevin Spacey. Remember that all the money in the world when Michelle Williams, Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Spacey, and the Kevin Spacey scandal happens, and they mm-hmm. repl- they reshot all of his scenes with Christopher Plummer, and then Christopher Plummer got nominated for an Oscar for it. Good for him, by the way. Interesting. But they think that they might do that, which is why they keep pushing it back. They're just trying to finalize that plan. So that would be the official last role, technically. So well, the one big thing is Army Hammer. I added another thing to this news. So if Army Hammer is basically uh, getting blackballed from Hollywood, I mean justifiably so. Yeah, yeah. This I'm is not, not saying he shouldn't or anything. This is not in the negative context. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, he's but that's the only. Is that no, the right word then? Yes. Yeah. That's 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 the correct word. It just often has a negative connotation to it because of the fact that it's often you know unrightfully so that people will yeah. get blackballed. But in this case, he is accused of a number of different crimes under investigation for them, and is accused of a number of other things as well. So yeah, right now it makes sense for students to distance themselves. Again, you don't know. Five years from now, it could all come out being untrue. That's, we that's don't know. To, but well, it, based on what it, I've yeah. seen, it seems like it might be. There is a lot of evidence there. We'll see, of course, what happens. But what I was gonna say, if it does turn out to be true, or even if it doesn't becomes like, like not even like he settles outside of court, or we don't really hear the outcome of it. But there's still that looming over him. Yeah. There is a sequel to Call Me by Your Name, the book that they were trying to adapt. Call Me by Your Name is 
probably his biggest role. I want to bring that up. I know you haven't seen it. You're going to watch it. In, ter- in terms of, uh, he's known for that and, I guess, the Lone Ranger. I mean, he was also he was also in uh, Social Network. That's right. I he was also he was in the Winklevoss, he was the Winklevoss twins. twins. Two of them. He That's two right. Roles. He played two characters. He also was in um, The Man from Uncle with That's Henry right. Cavill. Or Cavill. I don't know why I yeah. said Cavill. That was weird. He's been in a lot of stuff. I think he's actually a good actor. It, I mean, watch Call Me By Name. It's hard to deny that he's a good actor. He can act for sure. Indeed. He was pretty good. He was really good in Social Network too. I think it's for some reason he's really funny in that to me, like unintentionally, but he's funny. I, I think it's it's honestly funny just seeing him play yeah, himself yeah. twice. But what I'm saying is, do you think that in a few years, because they were they were going to try to wait a few years to kind of keep with the book canonically? I know you haven't seen it, but you don't really have to see it to go with this. Do you think they will just completely cancel it? Recast? I don't think they can recast it. They. They, they can. They can, but I don't think they should. Like, I don't think they People can. People recast all the time. I know they can, but this is, like, his character. Like, like you can't see Timothy Chalamet with anybody else. Well. But I what I'm saying is, try- do you think in a few years this could blow over enough that they could cast him? Well, I mean, it, it, it blow over depends on the verdict, right? Like, you know. But if we don't even hear anything about it. But we will. I'm not sure if we will because did we ever hear anything about the Kevin Spacey thing? It kind of got swept under the rug. Like obviously stuff happened and stuff like was resolved in some way, settled out of court or whatever happened. But like, do you know what happened? Do well, you know the outcome? The idea is that I don't. The, the idea is that Kevin Spacey was not under investigation. He was accused and being like sued and stuff. Army Hammer is under investigation, a criminal investigation. So we will get a result. Okay, okay. that's I the idea. I forgot about that. But there, still, because normally with with lawsuits in the public eye, the suit is enough because once you see the evidence and they settle out of court, the conclusion is drawn and your opinion is formed, such as with Kevin Spacey. It didn't blow over. It was just that, you know, he's this, he's bad, end of story. Well, I think eventually, in a few years, Quentin Tarantino's probably going to cast him in a movie and they're going to be like, whatever happened to Kevin Spacey? No, they won't. I feel like that could happen. I don't think it will. I'm not saying it should. but It won't. It won't. I don't know, man. Like I mean, I mean, it won't. I mean, like they like to give good actors a lot of chances, even if they are bad people. But not anymore. Not lately. I mean, no, like literally, the climate has shifted. I know, I know, but I'm trying to think if there's any actors nowadays. Not lately. Other than well, the whole Amber Heard controversy is beyond bizarre to me. Nobody really knows who to believe. Johnny Depp accuses her of one thing. She accuses him of another. Nobody has any idea. There's audio clips contradicting each other. It's a whole mess. Johnny Depp is out right now. Margot Robbie's the next star of the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Spare me. But anyway, because I like Margot Robbie. Margot just, Robbie. I do too, but like, do you really imagine those movies without Jack Sparrow? Like, it's just not. He kind of he kind of fell apart well, later no, in the movie. No, he did because series. they wrote him horribly. Yeah. But like, still, like, like. The Transformers movie got worse, but I it's difficult to imagine really anything without Optimus Prime, other than one movie that was titled specifically Bumblebee, right? Same thing. Same principle applies. So, um, and Amber Heard was still in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League for the additional scenes with the British accent and all, which I still don't really understand. But um, Okay, but back to Army Hammer real quick. Yeah, I, I, I was making a point, though. Oh, well, I thought you were done with your point. Th- those are the most relevant cases of backlash and we could probably think of some more if we really thought but i don't think I mean, we but like recently time. because things have changed i'm telling that the point is that things have changed you don't get away with things anymore harvey weinstein it's not been swept under the rug you just don't hear the fact that he's getting charged with this, this i know i know this and this okay same thing could probably happen i apologize but I've, i'm sure we could think of a few actors that have done some questionable things that are still getting jobs none that's, come to that's mind with, right now I'm, maybe that's another episode maybe it is okay but the point is Army Hammer, done some messed up stuff. Too bad he was a good actor. That sounded bad. 
He's done, some, he's done some messed up stuff, and if the messed up stuff is true, he does not deserve to work in Hollywood again, in yes. my opinion. Yes, I agree. That, I think that, that, I think but, that you, but I'm still going to watch Call Me By Your Name because I'm going to separate the artist from the he, art. He performed. He had good performances. He's in good movies. But, but he's but, a yes. very messed up guy. I'll still watch Seven, and Kevin Spacey is still the best part of that okay, movie. Yeah, yeah. But Se- Do you separate the artist from the art? I Well, okay. I try to do it in a sense like, you know, like if – if somebody's selling tickets and I would be contributing money to them, I would be more hesitant. But like me watching seven on my DVD does not give Kevin Spacey anything, right? Yeah. So like, like you know, it's like that. You listen to music of people that have been accused of bad things. On like the Michael occasion, Jackson I or yeah, R. Kelly. On the, yeah, on the not R. Kelly, no. But I've never listened to R. Kelly. Ignition's music ever. a good song. Oh man, lord, here we go. Here we That's go. That's a good song. Yeah, I mean, that's the I'm, only one I listen to. I haven't though. heard it myself, but I guess I have to listen to it later. What? But I mean, You've never heard Ignition. I mean, I'm sure I have once. I it's just the remix to Ignition. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind, never mind. I got come it. on, man. Sorry, I, dude. Come on now. You don't know the title of some song, but you know the song. It's the same thing. I didn't know the title of Half Earth, Wind, and Fire's music before I heard, actually read the title. I knew the song. But, I mean, you know, I think I think in a way you can, but I think it's, you know. I think, well, I, look, think I think it's okay to do it, and I think it's perfectly fine yeah. if you don't. I think it's very much yeah, a yeah. person-to-person type thing. I watched a video with Pete Davidson, of all people. Talking about, excuse me, talking about this. He was like, you can still, this was his opinion on it, and I, I think it made enough sense. You can like, you can still enjoy their art as long as you be like, yeah, this guy's a, this guy or gal is a bad person, but this is detached from them. He was like, imagine if like the hair gel you used, the guy that made it, this is what he said, came out to be like a terrible person. Would you stop using that hair gel, or would you just be like some people? Some I know, people, I know, and that's that's justifiable. I'm not disagreeing that you should do that but, or not. Yeah, but like, I mean, you could I, be like, this person's bad. And they're not if they're not making any money from it. You're exactly. like, but I'm just gonna use this hair gel. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if they're not making money, but if I mean, if they are, I mean, honestly, it depends. I mean, again, it also depends on the offense. Yes. You know, because it, it's all varying degrees right now. But but I agree with you. If they're making money, I'd be a lot more hesitant. Yeah, exactly. That, that's normally my my uh, mo with that, at least so far. But okay. now, but anyway. now to the Oscars. Anyway, I know. You know, this was one of our shorter for beginnings to an episode yet right now. I mean, we normally go about 30 We're trying to go fast because Alex was talking about it earlier. We spent 30 minutes on the news. We didn't have that much news this time. That's anyway. true. The news was a little light week. Oh, wait a minute. Suicide Squad released a second trailer. I didn't like it. It's worse. Which one was it? It's They it was, released another one. I didn't even watch it. Was it, it the guy with the guy with his arms fall off? Or whatever, yes. Polka Dot Man? Yeah. I, I just, it doesn't look good. But anyway, we'll talk about that when the movie comes out eventually. Now on to the Oscar, uh, Oscar snub. Excuse me. Um, you okay so, Davis and I, we have a lot, but I think we should talk about our big ones first and then go to some afterwards. I was going to say the other way around so we can save the big ones for last. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. That, that's that was a, that's easy. That point. was really easy to convince you there. I, just, I, was just thinking, I was thinking on the go, so I was thinking, I was suggesting the idea. We always save anyway. the best for last or the ones that we have the most to talk about for last. Okay, you know what, Davis? You're making a good point. All right, well, I make sense you begin. Sometimes. Go ahead. So uh, we have a few here. I have a few. I'm sure Alex, you have yours that you'd like to. You have in your mind that you want to talk about. I I have I have a couple in mind. Personally. Okay. So first of all, I have I have a list right here. We can just look through real quick. Like we don't have to talk too much about it. Just some big ones, just to kind of give you a taste of how bad the Oscars actually are. So one that I actually had written down that I want to talk about more: is Saving Private Ryan, in uh, 1998, lost the Best Picture. Uh. To Shakespeare in Love, have you heard of Shakespeare in Love before, Alex? I have heard of it. I've heard of it. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen a couple clips of it. Not mu- not the full thing though. It's it, isn't it? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, 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 that's, no, that's no, Romeo no. and Juliet. Sorry, that's I completely got it swapped. My bad, guys. No, wait, it's the uh, it's the um, isn't it uh, Joseph Fiennes? As, yeah, that's Ray right, Fiennes' that's right. brother. In yeah, exactly. 
Jeffrey yeah. Rush is in it. Wow, look at that. It was directed by John Madden. What? No, not John. I know, I know, I know. Stop it, stop it. crazy. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's by all accounts, it looks like a good movie. But like, it's it's saving Private Ryan. And that's with a lot of these these like movies, you can just be like, that this movie was good for its time, but who's watching Shakespeare in Love nowadays? If you can find one person recently that says said, "Oh yeah, Shakespeare in Love's my favorite movie." I just I just think, you know, I think when dealing with this movie and when dealing with Say Pride Ryan, I said, you know, again, I haven't seen Shakespeare in Love technically, but I think Saving Private Ryan is the best war movie yeah. that I've ever seen. But like, yeah, you can say you can say Saving Private Ryan is probably top three, if not the best war movie ever. But can you say Shakespeare in Love's the best Shakespeare inspired movie ever? I haven't seen it, so I, I can't haven't either. Really but say. that's what I'm saying. I just think, like, if I, it was, I'm sure we would have seen it by now. <laughs> that's a fair point. I, I was about to say, my dad, I've seen Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm not. I'm not. Don't know anything about. Have to, maybe I have to watch it and give it a shot. Um, I'm mean, sure it's by all accounts it looks good, but like it's not Saving yeah. Private Ryan. That's fair. That's fair. The next one I had on this list was one actor, one pretty famous actor, one that I'm pretty sure you like, one that I saw a meme of about earlier is that said, this actor, or Jawan Howard looks like someone tried to draw this actor and failed miserably, has never won an Oscar. What? Who Will Smith. Really? Think about Jawan Howard. Oh my gosh, that's right. That's good. But yeah, Will Smith has never won an Oscar. For yeah. Any, I mean, I mean I, for me, for a movie they was... No, I don't even think any movies that he's been in. Well, it depends. It, I mean, well, he's I'm, not one of best best actors. His biggest ones are what Ali and uh, Pursuit of Happiness are probably the two biggest. But yeah, th- that's not great. But you know, those are always tough because you know you're running against a lot of good nominees. But I think he should at least be nominated. Yeah, he's he was nominated, nominated for Ali, but he was not nominated. I don't think he was nominated for Pursuit of Happiness. Honestly, he sh- should have been. Those scenes were crazy. That's a good that movie. Was, that movie's better. Th- I haven't seen Ali, so I don't want we'll to. We'll have to say but anyway. the thing is, I think that if he had taken the Django Unchained. Uh, role that he was offered originally, I think he could have got that. Yeah, Oscar. I think so too. I think there's probably I, a few other movies that he yeah. could have taken. Like if he hadn't taken After Earth, maybe he's going to taken a better movie. I agree. Wait, has Will Smith been in anything recently besides Aladdin? Um, no, he's not really. Not that I can think of. He should get back to some action, some pursuit of happiness. Stuff. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Okay, so the next one I have is one that you also mentioned, The Dark Knight. Uh, the the first Dark Knight, not even being nominated for Best Picture. And Slumdog Millionaire won it that year. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna say Dark Knight should have won Best Picture, but I think, I mean, it's it's the best comic book movie of all time, in my opinion. I don't, Did I don't Dark think Knight Rises get nominated? No, did none of them got nominated. The Dark Knight trilogy did not receive a single Best Picture nomination wow. or Best Director nomination. Well, there's still there's still the uh, the stigma against comic book movies. I feel that's like true. in some sense, they Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture. Which that that's what annoys me is that. And that's what bothered me when that got nominated. Because look, honestly, I personally don't like Black Panther. I understand people do. I understand its significance, and I completely get that. And I'll always understand that, and it'll always hold a place because of that. And I get it. I do. I personally am not the biggest fan of it. I think it's more of an average MCU movie with good moments than a Best Picture nominee. And I think it also does not deserve the slot of only comic book movie nominated for Best Picture because I think Dark Knight. Yeah. She, I mean, completely surpasses it in terms of just about everything. I don't I don't really think of a point in my opinion where it maybe loses out. Well I think with some of these movies, any movie, not just comic book movies, True. nominated for Best Picture, that if it has a big enough buzz around it, like a, enough True. cultural phenomenon, it's gonna get nominated. True. Like True. uh what's a big movie recently? Endgame did not. Like I'm surprised they didn't 
even like give it a nod. Boyhood got nominated because of Boyhood its, uh, was pretty big because because of the way it was filmed. It was filmed in real time, basically over. Didn't all Wonder get period. nominated as well? That was no, I don't think it did. No, Wonder didn't get nominated. Okay, it probably didn't. But Parasite didn't get on it because of the buzz. It got the buzz because it was nominated. Yeah, I thought so. And, and but I think still, but still, with the movies, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I think you get what I'm saying. I'm yeah. pretty sure people at home probably get what I'm saying, too. That movies that end up with a lot of buzz, like Million Dollar Baby, that kind of got a lot of buzz. I'm not, I wasn't really watching movies, and I was like, what, seven? Maybe yeah. five or six? I mean, you were, you were, you were seven when uh, Dark Knight came out, so. So, uh, Million Dollar Baby was before that, actually. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I know that got a lot of buzz, but I don't know if it was from the yeah. nomination or it got nominated because of the buzz. But you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. you have anything to say about that? I just, I mean, is, I, that, I, is I, the Dark Knight, I, I've seen the one with Heath Ledger. That is it. Okay, okay. What's the it's, one? Oh, the Bat- Batman. Batman Begins the okay, one before okay. and the Dark Knight Rises after. I always get it confused because Batman Begins, when I hear Batman Begins, I always think of the Michael Keaton. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Origin stories get a little I saw confused. Birdman the other day. Really? It's an allegory for him being Batman. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's pretty good. Oh, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. But it was interesting. You got you got any more? Because I got I got some of my own. I got a whole list here. There's twelve more on this list. Oh now, Davis, come on. I, I think we should see with ones go. that we've seen particularly because, like you know, okay. for example, well, uh, Shakespeare and Love One can only be argued so far because of how much we like one of them. Okay, okay. Have so. you seen The Godfather? Uh, yes. Prince Porcovo did not win best best director for it. Who was he up against? Could you check? Uh, that was 1973 Oscar. I'm probably not going to know the other 1973 movies, but, but I feel like yeah, that's the yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. I mean, Godfather's the Godfather. But the same thing is with so bat like let's see, here it is. Uh, Cabaret, Bob Fosse won. Uh, John Borman was also up for Deliverance. That was that Deliverance. Uh, the Immigrants with an E. I've not heard of any of these movies. In the Sleuth by Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Okay, yeah. I mean, wait, as in Mank Mank? Is it? It might be. No, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not. He was born in 1909. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up now. It might be. Hold up now. Hold up now. I got to check this out. Because let, let, give, me, give me like five seconds. Okay. One. Stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Wait, who? Wait, who? So who was it? Read the name again. Uh, Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Nah, it's Herman J. Mankiewicz. Never mind. Mankiewicz is kind of a common name. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I just, I just had the movie. But when you look at these movies that are so far back and you go, I have no idea what any of these other movies are, but this is top. Three all time. That that is that is that's a fair pretty point, safe to say. Is that there there are movies that are cultural icons, but not so much good movies. But then, yeah. but to get the Godfather, it's a cultural icon because it's an iconic movie. Same with Part Two. You know, it got a lot of nominations. All three there was three supporting actors that got nominated for it: Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, and James Caan. All three of them got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. None of them won. What? Uh, Joel Gray for Cabaret, which also won Best Director. Okay, well, do we need to watch? Do we need to watch Cabaret? Write this down. Write down Cabaret. Write on your phone. Uh, where am I gonna write it? On your it? phone, bro. On your phone or on, on your hand, I guess. Guess you're writing down Cabaret. We're gonna watch that later, I guess, and then for another podcast episode. Apparently, we'll, that's it's a we musical. Do. We can do Godfather. It's a musical Cabaret. drama. Do you like musicals? I'll do it just. So I, I wait, I have it. heard of Cabaret. No! I do know what this movie is. Oh my gosh. I'm familiar with a few musicals. Of course, it you has are. a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, yeah. don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. Rotten Tomatoes is very 50-50. Well, right here's now. the thing. Should we explain to people why Rotten Tomatoes is kind of 50-50? Well, the reason it's, Rotten- it's just the percentage of people that give it a positive exactly. score. It's and it's also like you know, it's it's just people. Like it like it's not. Yeah, I could write it's one. Not, it's not any better than the IMDb ratings on you know on for movies there. Like you know, it's not any better that way or any other way. Like it's just people rating the movie. Now, if you want to value that and use that, go right ahead. But for me, like, you know, it's just people giving it a positive rating. And it's also, you know, like a three out of five is positive. A three out of five is also a 60%, right? 
know what I'm saying? Like that, like I I don't know about you, but I don't consider that great. I consider that average. So like some movies get a really high score, and also you know a lot of people can be very easily negative. Like if you read some of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, they're very like you know. Oh, like I remember one review for Batman vs Superman said it wasn't funny enough, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's uh, the issue with it. Yeah, I do have a few more before we get to yours. Oh, yeah, Just some go big ahead, ones. Go a couple ones you Scorsese yeah. did not get a nomination for Taxi Driver. Also, Scorsese, or Scorsese finally winning for Is it Scorsese, the, or Scorsese or Scorsese. Scorsese. Bruh, sorry, him finally winning problem. for The Departed. He should have won for uh, a number of movies. He could have won for Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, The Depart, or not The Departed. Uh, uh, Goodfellas. Uh, yeah. Casino. I mean, yeah, no, you got you got them all. You got them all. Also, E.T. didn't win Best Picture, I, even though everybody kind of wanted I didn't to. Think it I, Look, I mean, back then probably would have what it was up against. Gandhi won. I haven't seen Gandhi, but I've heard good. Well, I've heard good things at least about Ben Kingsley's performance. But that's a different one. Is it? No, it's the Are same you sure? one. Yes, it's the same one. I guess I forget how far along ago E.T. was. I felt like it was longer than that. No, E.T. is 1982. Was that when Ben Kingsley played Gandhi? Yep. Are you sure? Yes, because Daniel Day Lewis was in it. There, how old is How old is Ben Kingsley? Ben Kingsley is. Oh He's seventy. Oh my! Whoa! That ben Gandhi was in nineteen seventy. I didn't know that. I knew he was in Shinless List in ninety three. All was these great actors not aging. Ben Kingsley, Jeremy Irons. Who's next? I did watch Shutter Island the other day. He was pretty good in that. Mm. Anyway, uh, another one, Cary Grant. I don't. We, we don't know, but I mean, like everybody knows the name Cary Grant. He never got a an Oscar ever, his entire career. I don't, honestly, the name is now blanking on me. You know. Okay, it. we'll just move on from that. Jamie Foxx did not get nominated for Django. I, honestly, didn't think his performance was that great. What? That's a hot take, but I, bad take. Okay, well, bad okay, take. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, 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 hey. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay, give me a so, second. So, Christian Bale, right? Dark Knight. He's great as Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. but. You don't remember him in The Dark Knight because he stands next to Heath Ledger. Now, I really don't think Jamie Foxx was that great when he's the third best actor in his own movie. You know what I'm saying? He's the third best guy on screen at all times. Well, here's the thing Christoph as well. Christoph Waltz and Leonardo DiCaprio exceed... Well, best actor, uh, Christoph Waltz and Leonardo DiCaprio were not nominated for that either. Yeah, there's, uh, Christoph Waltz won supporting actor. Didn't he? Yeah, but and Leonardo DiCaprio did not get nominated for that either. Well, he should have, but again, I think he was better than him too, so that's why. Chris Hovels deserved that. Who won, only, who won that year? For Best Supporting or Best Actor? No, but when he was Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln. Yeah, no, he... One he, of his weaker movies is what I've heard. You told me that. You told me that! I told you the movie was weaker, but not him. I never said it was him. I said one of his weaker movies. It, it, of the movies that I've seen by him, it's not my favorite, but he knocks it out of the park again. But anyway... Okay, Stanley Kubrick never won Best Director, yeah, and with won. that, The Shining got snubbed for Best Picture. The Shining didn't get nominated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for anything. But here's the thing: in 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 when in 1980 when it came out, people did not like it. It was mixed. Doesn't but matter. But like looking back on, it, well, I mean, look at there's probably a few movies that came out this year where you're like, eh, it was okay. But then like 20 years from now, people like that was an amazing movie. The Shining is brilliant no matter what. I don't care. I mean, I think that movie is top of the line no matter. I mean. Like, There's you know, a few things that are a little confusing about it. I'm sure that, like, I mean, with time, it makes more sense and it's even better. I like, guess. it aged like fine wine, but back then, everyone was like, this movie's weird. I think it's, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock never won Best Director. I mean, that's, you can, he should have won it for real. Even window. if you haven't even seen yeah, yeah, half of his movies, you yeah. know that, you know, that like, he, he deserved is. one at some point. He's kind of like the Michael Jordan of movies. <laughs> maybe. Or uh, maybe uh, he's more like uh, the. He's, he, he, no, he's, he's, he's an innov- he. I mean, he created a genre. He, I mean, he's like, like, like how George A. Romero basically built the zombie genre. 
Alfred Hitchcock built the horror genre. And the final one I have on this list was Leonardo DiCaprio did not win one until 2016. Everybody knows that. That was a meme forever. Yeah. Um, that he ran. Movie? He ran into some very good performances during his career. I think The Revenant might be. He still would be his best, to be honest. But so it, I, I'm glad he won on a good one. Yeah. Like, like The Departed is not Martin Scorsese's best movie. I like it, but it's not his best. You would you say Revenant. Gangs in New York? Is that your? No, no. Gangs in New York is not his best. What is his best? Um, I'd. I mean, Taxi Driver is really good. I mean, you know, he's, he he just makes a lot of good movies. And it's kind of crazy how many he made. Hugo. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? And he was in Shark Tales. Oh, don't remind me. That's horrible. All right. Now, on to mine. Yep, go ahead. All right, Give me some so, years. We still got some more after this. So I got a couple. Um, yeah, we, we're going to – so basically we're going to do just, our – That was just some we're, big ones. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about our preliminary ones. ones. We honestly may discover these in more detail later on with a future episodes. But right now we're going to talk about some preliminary ones before getting to our biggest ones of all. So, yeah, uh, There Will Be Blood losing Best Picture and Paul Thomas Anderson losing Best Director to No Country for Old Men. Nah, that's not – I don't know if you – you haven't seen There Will Be Blood. I'm not but, yet, no. The like, guy from Trolls Your Slaves in that. You remember the guy that was that uh Chibata Eliafor's character fought? Oh yeah, no, um he's gonna be he's the little he's gonna be the Riddler guy. in the Batman. Is he really? Yeah. He's great. Paul Dano's amazing. He's really I've only really seen good. him in twelve years. Very, very underrated actor. I re- he's amazing in There Will Be Blood. I recommend it, actually. Yeah, so that didn't win. I've seen them both. I like No Country for Old Men, but There Will Be Blood is just it's another level, really. And Paul Thomas Anderson's another level himself. I mean, he's a great director and I mean, thankfully, Daniel Day-Lewis won Best Actor for that, but, I mean, come on. You got you got to give it to him on this one. Now, honestly, if I had seen this earlier, it would have been my biggest snub of all. So, we talked about it before the show. I really like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and I'm going to talk about two right now. We're going to start with the first one, Pirates of the Caribbean losing out on Best Visual Effects to Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Now, this is the first Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl, the one where the entire crew is a bunch of skeletons and they walk under the water. Now, look, I get Return of the King was top tier with Gollum and everything, but I personally think the effects of age. Well, the first lot- two won yeah. best effects as well. Yeah, they did. I feel like they, they like, as the Oscars, but, you know how the Oscars are. No, but I, I'm going to get to a point that okay, okay. disproves that a bit later, actually. But I feel like watching the movies back to back, the effects in Lord of the Rings and Return of the King have aged a bit more, and I think the effects in Pirates of the Caribbean have aged very well considering it was 2003 i think the skeletons look great i don't know if you've watched it recently the the first yeah, one i did these skeletons look really good all the scenes underwater are really cool i mean it's just and also you know visual effects includes your use of practical effects which includes the explosions and the uh ship battle scene that happens later i just think it looks a lot better and i think it should have won i think i'm not that's gonna not, screw that that's up. not a super big snub but then i get to the next one okay this relates to the series. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean, as re- it's a lot less revered now, but at the end of its trilogy, it was revered for basically resetting special effects with the creation And making of pirates cool again. Also true, making pirates sell, like marketable for movies. I, I went as a pirate for like four years. As, I, I did a long time myself as well. But, you know, they basically, re- they basically reinvented some special effects with the character of Davy Jones in 2006, Ooh. which looks... I mean, I don't know about you. I think that's the best CGI I've ever seen. It ages. It looks perfect today. Yeah, and Bill Nye plays also Bill true. Nye. That's true. Yeah, Bill Nye, not Bill Nye. Of he's in. He's in. He's in all three of the Cornetto trilogy movies. Oh, that's right. He is. I think he plays the character perfectly, and the effects. I mean, he looks like he's there the yes. whole time. It looks more like a practical so suit than. Di- I'm just than thinking about David Jones now. That's, I got like chills. He's so hype. He's so good. Anyway, so naturally wait, that that movie. I'm getting to it. That movie wait, won. Wait, wait. I just want to say something about pirates while we're on it. Go ahead. I watched like a 20 minute video about the the dice scene. 
Yeah, the, about the how about how complex it was yeah. actually because it's confusing when you first watch it. But it's confusing. It's like one of those confusings that's not bad writing. It's confusing because it's complicated. Exactly. But you can figure it out. Not yeah. like not I, at World's End. Why they're all betraying each other? I did not figure out the. We'll discuss that in a later episode. But I did not figure out the dice scene myself until um, only like a few years ago. And that I saw the movie six times in theaters, and I still didn't understand it. Wow. But, yeah. I probably saw that movie fifty <laughs> times as a kid. Like we. It was so I didn't, good. I didn't know the third one existed until a few years ago. Unfortunate. I don't know but, how, but I, I had the first two on DVD. Very good movies. But I still anyway. have them. I have the original copies in my apartment. Um. Anyway, I, st- I, yeah, I still have them there as well for my apartment, I mean. But anyway, so 79th Oscar is 2007. Sorry. It's all good. Pirates of the Caribbean, Death Man Chest wins best visual effects. It wasn't really a debate in my opinion. Davy Jones looks like the best thing who, ever. Who else was up? Um. Let me go Let me go back and check to uh, look. I don't think I recognize most of the movies the that were The issue with talking up. about Oscars, you have to... You have to bring up oh, them really quick. It was up against Poseidon and Superman Returns. I've seen both of those. Yeah, no. Superman Pirates Returns. Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean blew it out of the water. Well, you know, people are really fascinated with the making him fly yeah, visual okay, effects. Same thing it was when the original Superman came out. But yeah, um, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest blows it out of the water. I mean, Davy Jones is the best looking char- CGI character I've ever seen. I stand by that. I will stand by it till I see something better. I don't know when I will, but we'll see what I'm not, happens. Yeah, I, I might be with you on that. I mean, like, you know... Like, until we see James Cameron make the next Avatar, I'm not sure we'll see anything. I don't think the original Avatar looks better than Davy Jones. I don't think it, I don't think it does. I mean, like, they look good, of course, but, it's, like... It's the pure digital environment that makes it impressive. Davy Jones is putting digital into Well, like, the water's hitting him, and then it transfers onto his character. Bro, the, the scene with... The first scene that's the craziest thing to me is, you know, oftentimes... And I'm sorry I'm going on a spiel about this, but I really like these movies, so I can do... I do that often, so... You know, oftentimes when you do visual effects, you kind of want to hide it in, in a practical environment. Like, you know, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Tarkin is sort of in dark dark corners, and he's off to the side, right? But with Davy Jones, he walks up, and you see his feet, and then the first time he's on screen, he fades down to look at that prisoner, and his face is on the right, and the prisoner's on the left, and he lights his pipe and then blows out the match with another, like, hole in his face. Bro, the smoke shoots out. It's crazy. Do anyway, you like, fear death? There you go. But I was kind of, it's a is that, per- is that okay? There you go, there you go. Um, but that was like a perfect way to display, hey, this is the best thing we've yes. ever made. Look at it in the first shot. It was great. Well, look, I like movies that know they made something good and they want to make sure you see it. They throw it right on screen. They don't hide him away in the corner or anything. He's on screen from the moment he's there and he's front and center the whole time. But anyway. Well, also, real quick, so like thinking about how you just said it like blows it out. Like with the mummy was like only like five six years earlier. Yeah. When, when was Dead Man's Chest? Two thousand four. Uh, Two thousand seven, actually. Oh, so or eight six. years. Yeah, seven years earlier. Still, that's not a lot of time. But like the they rock. spent like like when they in the when he's the mummy, Arnold Vosloo. Oh yeah, yeah. That and one. he like there's a part where uh, like a beetle crawls out of his mouth and he eats it, and that took like months to come yeah. like get done, which exactly. is crazy to see how far they came. Exactly, in and it's seven crazy. Years. It, I think it's even crazier to see that I haven't seen anything to beat it in 14 years. I haven't seen a single thing to beat it in 14 years. Now, anyway, we go on to the next year. Now, you mentioned how Lord of the Rings won three years in a row. So 2008. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The World's End, because they filmed them back-to-back, is up for visual effects again. Davy Jones looks the same. They do the entire scene with the whirlpool that they filmed in a hangar. It took them like six months. It's a cool video. I recommend you watching that, actually, how they built it. I'll think about it. um, That loss to the Golden Compass. Have you seen that movie? Never heard of it. I have. I've actually seen all... It also also beat Transformers. Oh, wait, I know the Golden Compass. The Bears. And that was better than Davy Jones. I remember the trailers for this. This is a horrendous snub. Absolutely horrendous to me. The Bears don't look terrible, but, but like comparable, comparatively, but comparatively to, to David the Jones. best thing we've seen, 
in 14 years since then. Like, I, like that's just ridiculous. So that's one. Uh, sorry, I know it took a while, but there's just there's a lot to unpack with visual effects. There's like history behind it, and you know, voter fatigue. But voter fatigue is no excuse to not give it to that one. I mean, come on now. I just feel like you want to like popcorn if you say one, I say one now. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I have one. I already said the Saving Private Ryan one. Oh, also, I want to say for the Saving Private Ryan. Actually, you haven't seen that movie. Watch Life Is Beautiful if you can. It's a great movie. I'll give it a shot. Uh, I know you don't. Okay, I'll go ahead and I'll say this one. Liam Neeson. In same uh, Schindler's List of 1994 Oscars, I believe, because it yeah. came out in 1993, he lost Best Actor for, as playing Oscar Schindler to Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. That's a debatable one, I feel like. But that's one of those just shared. I think, yeah. And that's a question. Should, should we go ahead and bring it up? Maybe, yeah. We can talk about it a bit more in maybe another episode. Let's just be really quick. Yeah. Do you think there should be maybe an appeal or something to have like a shared Oscar? I think like if the person that wins it be like, I think this person should share it with me. I think a shared Oscar thing would be a cool idea because in that case, I mean, I can't speak on because I haven't uh, seen Schindler's List yet. But once you will, I think you'll yeah. come around on it. There's but, I mean, like Tom one Hanks, scene every time I watch it, it makes me tear Tom up. Tom Hanks so in Philadelphia is brilliant. As he well. is. He I mean, is. in his own right as well. So I think in that case, you know, you got two of the best that there are, two of the best actors going today or at the time at least. And Tom Hanks was on a hot streak. He was nominated three straight years. Oh, yeah, or something Tom like Hanks. That. He Tom was, Hanks was ruling the 90s. He was cooking in the 90s. He's still ruling the 2000s. I was about to say, he's, he's still, I was about to say he, any movie with Tom Hanks is kind of guaranteed to get at least an Oscar nom. Yeah, I mean, he's like the Meryl Streep. That's, yeah, I mean, Meryl that, that's the same true. way. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think it could be a split on that one. And honestly, I'm a lot of snubs all of a sudden. I think, I, I think I've I got a ton of them over here. Bro, come on now. You got, I, do you have any more of that? No, I've got, I'm ready for my big one, actually. I'll say a few more smaller ones if you'd like, and then we can get to our big ones. Uh, and also, Ray Fiennes also lost to Tommy Lee in The Fugitive for Schindler's List, which was, once you watch Schindler's List, we might be able to talk about that sometime in the future. I'm not sure if we'll have a Schindler's List episode because that's such a heavy movie. I mean, it's it'd very, be worth it, though. Not a contra- I guess kind of a, not a controversial topic. It's just a really depressing, heavy say, it, topic. It's, like, it's, it's one of those joyless movies. Yeah. Like, and, same for Ryan, there's very few moments of actual happiness. It's just an objectively good movie to some people, and to my, myself included. Uh, Pulp Fiction and Shawshank lost in 1996 to Forrest Gump, which Forrest Gump, that's a good movie. I think like it's maybe too my, heralded. My dad hates my dad hates Forrest Gump. I don't hate it. I I, I mean I'll, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Like I've seen it maybe I like once, it. I like once it. or twice. It's good. It's good, but I, not I, better I, than yeah, Pulp it's, Fiction. It's or not better Shawshank. than Shawshank to me at all. Or Pulp Fiction. Uh, some other ones. Zodiac got zero nominations in 2008. You said 2008 earlier. Uh, no Country for Old Women won Best Picture. You said Dark Knight. A uh, Brokeback lost Best Picture to Crash. Of all movies, I personally don't like Brokeback. We can save that for another episode too. We can save that for another episode. I'll say that that's a whole other. Uh, Social Network and Inception lost to King's Speech, which I know you haven't seen King's Speech. It's it is a good movie. It is a really yeah. good movie, but it is not better than Social Network or Inception. So Social Network is some people say best movie of the decade. I'll, I'll flip a snub around on that one. Um, Social Network score beat out Inception. Yeah, I disagree. Social Network score is great. Yeah, but, but I mean, Inceptions is kind of Inceptions is kind of set up a whole decade of. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Hans Zimmer's the best there is right now, we, and we get that my big one that it's a bit later. But okay, so I don't. I guess I'll, should I save the Interstellar one for my big one? Or should I just go and say? Hey, I'll what, say that one. What is your big one? Interstell- oh, yeah. Interstellar uh, lost best score to Grand Budapest. Yes, and I think Inter- I think Interstellar's score is tied top two for the best musical score I've ever heard in my life. I love Grand Budapest, but it is not. It has good music. Don't get me wrong, but Interstellar's no Interstellar, time for caution. Yeah. Blows anything Grand Budapest has out of the water. And then you know the mountains. He's got the ticking for the days, bro. Every tick Great. is seventeen hours on Earth. 
And Sorry. Interstellar also got no Best Picture nomination. Which is absurd. And I will read the movies that are there. And there are, I think, at least three or four that it could replace. Three movies that it could replace. Yeah. Oh, my. Excuse me. <clears throat> so that was the same year as Birdman, which won. I think Birdman should have been nominated. It was a great movie. Michael Keaton killed it in that. It was a lot of long shots, too. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing like the infamous big long shot to start the movie. So And and there's also a scene where he runs through Times Square in his yeah. underwear, which they just did. Yeah. Like, he just walked. Michael Keaton did that, and all the people following him were actual people. If you saw Michael Keaton in underwear, would you follow him with your phone, like, all over him? Yeah. You'd be like, Michael Keaton, I'm going to follow you. Okay, no, okay, okay, sorry. Not like, sorry. Not be I, like, I would like snap a photo and then be yeah, like, oh my not God, be like, Michael Not Keaton. be like, that's Michael Keaton, not like run after him. Like, no, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't, sorry. Like I, jumping yeah. on him. Oh no, yeah, crazy. people are crazy. I would have done that. I would have just been like, oh my gosh, Michael Keaton is walking right by me. It's Batman. And I just say, I'm Batman. And then I'd walk, you know, that, I just call it the Well, day. Birdman's an allegory for Batman. Ah, there you go. You already said that earlier though. I know, but <laughs> I didn't say it on the show. Also, uh, yes, Boyhood. Yes, you did. I did? Yes. I did say that. Okay. Boyhood was also nominated. I think that I've not seen that, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's innovative in a way. So I think that should have been nominated for sure. Yeah, I think. I think, but I honestly, I think Boyhood should be. But Interstellar's better than it. Uh, so I know, but there's three other movies. Uh, Grand Budapest, which I think that's, I think that's fair to stay in there. Uh, Whiplash definitely should have been there. Yeah, amazing movie. And here's the three that I think could have replaced it. Theory of Everything, it's a good movie. I think Interstellar's way better. Yeah, I agree. An Imitation Game, another good movie. I think I'm, Interstellar's I better. I really like Imitation Game, so it's, but I'd still say Interstellar's better than that. And finally, the one that I think should not be in there at all, Interstellar should take its place, is American Sniper, yeah. Ooh, which yep. is just war propaganda. Uh-oh. I'll say it. Uh-oh. It is. There you go. It is glorifying we, war. We, it we, is glorifying... I mean, it's just... It's just it's like just telling a story that apparently didn't happen. I've heard like yeah, it's kind of no, like it, really it, romanticizing it, it. Yeah, and also not as a to fake that, baby. Not to that, look, let's let, let's even forget. You know, from the story perspective, it's just not. Yeah, like it's not a as cinematically as like it's not interstellar. It's Bradley not, Cooper's okay in that movie. Like he he does an okay job. He's he got pretty buff for it. He did. Uh, but Interstellar. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, and everybody. Uh, uh, and Hathaway. Knocks it out, like, like that's every the, single thing about that movie is a ten say, out of ten. It's just it like there's Better. not a there's not a real big flaw except it's a little confusing. So the thing is, if it let's say if it took American Sniper place, which I think it should have, I'm not even sure if it should win Best Picture though because Whiplash I think that's debate. You can make the yeah, debate. No, I agree. Whiplash is amazing. Th- those are two top two movies. I've got them both. And Birdman's on also box. really good. Yeah. And I, I've heard nothing but good. If it was up between those three movies, I would not be uh, yeah, mad with everyone. Exactly. I just one. think Interstellar deserved a nomination. Yeah, so I 100% did, agree with you. Chris Nolan deserved a nomination. I think I think the script for designing it to where, you know, I think it deserved a nomination because it it takes skill to go that sci-fi and to feel grounded. Yes. And it does. It feels real. It does it. And I don't know how it does it, but it does it anyway. So I think that nomination easily. But are we on to our big ones? Yeah, we're on to our big ones. I... You go ahead, Davis. Okay, my first one, and I know you don't like this movie. But I love this movie. Is Matt Damon loses Best Actor for Two. Good Will Hunting to Jack Nicholson in As Good as It Gets. Who are the other nominations? Uh, the other nominations. You can find that for me. Uh, uh, what year did Good Will Hunting come out? Oh my lord! I yeah. thought I had it pulled up, but I didn't. Good Will Hunting was nineteen ninety seven, so nineteen ninety eight Oscars. Nineteen ninety eight Oscars. Well, the thing is with as good as, as good as it gets is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the movie. So Titanic won for Best Picture that year, so I'm not mad that Go Hunting lost that. I really have no problem with that. But Best Actor, it was Jack Nicholson for As Good As It Gets, Robert Duvall for The Apostle. Oh, yeah, I wrote them down, but I did not know the other three movies, so I deleted them. Uh, Peter Fonda for Yulee's Gold, as Ulysses Yulee's Jackson, and Dustin Hoffman for Wag the Dog. Have you heard of those three movies? Can't say that I have. Have you heard of As Good As It Gets? Uh, yeah. Besides it, it being 
Like, have you heard about it besides it? Well, look, here's the thing. It's a good movie. It's good as it gets. It's a good movie. It is not aged as that well. well. Yeah. And also, on the all-time list of movies, Good Will Hunting is going to go above it every I th- time. I think consi- considering that uh, list of nominees, I would say give it to uh, Matt Damon, but I've just personally just, I watched it, and I, tr- I tried. I went in with a positive mindset. It just didn't click for me. Now, Screenplay, yeah. Robin Williams winning Best Supporting Actor, yeah. absolutely. But that's really where I think, for me, it's I don't kind think of... I don't think they were willing to give newbies like that on the scene True. Best Actor off the bat. I think they, they were like best screenplay. When, when, be- when they won Best Screenplay, they went up and <laughs> their their acceptance speech is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. You you watch it, right? I don't think I have. I mean, I've seen, I've seen like a clip of it, but oh, I haven't seen the whole thing. It's so funny. It's so funny because like then when Rob Williams wins Best Supporting Actor, like they. They lose their minds. It's I love Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. That's really that's really funny, actually. But yeah, I don't know. You know, that's fair. That's I fair. feel like if people have seen both those movies and like Good Will Hunting as much as I do, I think they understand why it is. So Titanic won Best Picture. Did it win Best Director as well? I was curious. I believe it did. Because because I mean, uh, Good Will Hunting got nominated for both. I was just looking around and curious about. Oops. 1998 Oscars. Gus Van Sant was also nominated for that. Yeah. Uh, Best Director did go to James Cameron, which rightfully so. Other ones were Full Monty was nominated, L.A. Confidential, and Sweet Hereafter. I've heard of L.A. Confidential and Full Monty, but I'm not aware of the Sweet Hereafter. Uh, was a pretty good movie. 1990 was a pretty good year for movies, it seems. Or an okay film. Oh, whatever. Oh, what's yours, Alex? What's your big one? So, wait, the other, one? You, other, well, I mean, I've got my, both my big ones are with one movie. Go ahead. So, any, if you want to save this for last, any. Oh yeah, you go over with your next one then, because I I don't want to like break it in half and talk about one half of the movie to the next half. So you go ahead. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm already on the thing. So this one is in 2018. I don't think this one's that egregious. I think Shape of Water is a good movie, but I just compared to all the other movies it has, like the number of better movies I think are on there, I think it was yeah. like it, it's not that egregious. But I thought it was interesting to bring up and also have a, an add-on to this one. So in 2018, Shape of Water won Best Picture which, by all accounts, is the decent movie. She falls in love with a fish, or a sea monster, I guess. Guillermo del Toro. Uh, but also that, that year, there was Call Me By Your Name, magnificent movie. I know you haven't seen it, but you will eventually. A Darkest Hour, which you have seen, and by, I've heard it's good. I think, I think that's a good movie. I think the performance by uh, Gary, Oldman. Gary Oldman is the best of the year. So I'm, I think he won uh, the actor award that year. Yeah, but he did. I don't know if the movie's best picture-worthy, more like he himself. Yeah, yeah kind of carried it. You know, like how Daniel Day-Lewis kind of carried some movies there, like Lincoln. Like, not not such a great movie, but he's, you know, a tier above everybody else. But, yeah. We also have Dunkirk, which I, I think it's a good movie. I'm not sure about Best Picture. Yeah. Honestly, it might be Nolan's weakest. I haven't seen Tenet yet, but... I heard Tenet's okay. Yeah, again, it depends. Get Out, which I think probably... I mean, all that the buzz that came great. around it, yeah. that's a great movie overall, and I think it's probably better than Shape of Water. I've seen a little bit of Shape of Water, not much. I know she falls in love with a fish. Here he goes once again. I, you know, I, I think this one movie's better than this other movie I haven't seen. Davis, Davis, this is <laughs> the next what? next movie on the list is Lady what? Bird. Don't get so offended. The Davis. next movie I didn't say anything. The next movie is Lady Bird, which is like an amazing movie. Sorry. I think it's near perfect. Is that good? It's a great movie. Uh, also, The Phantom Thread, which I don't Daniel know. Day Lewis. It's his last movie. What? He retired. True? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Post, which you said was really boring. Did not like it. That's also kind of don't like Meryl Streep, but that's all other. Whoa, that's controversial. Meryl Streep to me. Okay, so I was talking about, a friend asked me about this because his son watched Mamma Mia yesterday. And he was talking about Meryl I like Streep. Mamma Mia. Meryl Streep to me, 
I don't. Okay, so David Day Lewis is my favorite actor. That's what fair. is and and Brian Cranston was on my top actors list for playing one guy, Heisenberg, right? So now, if you think about that, those what are those actors being in my top list? And Christian Bale as well. What does that tell you about how I feel about actors? I like actors that embody their characters, that become the character, right? That they can just fall into a role. Okay, I know where you're going. Meryl Streep, it feels like she plays the same person. There's an exception to a few movies that I've seen, but the majority, it's Meryl Streep playing Meryl Streep. And I get it. And she's talented. Make no mistake about it, but my goodness. Like, I don't think she's the best actor slash actress of all time. And some people do, and I I just have always been like, man, like, you know, it's it's like, I don't know. It's like it's like Ohio State. Like everybody loves Ohio State, and I'm just like I don't like Ohio State, but it's not like they've done anything to me. It's just like people being so obsessed with Ohio State, delving into a sports metaphor here. But like, and I just like I don't like it. Just makes it more annoying about them. It makes me dislike them more. Meryl Streep. It's like you know I didn't dislike her, but you know people treating her like she's the best actress ever when she feels like she just plays the same person. She's kind of Tom Hanks as, but then Tom Hanks will go from playing the same person and then doing Philadelphia and then doing Forrest Gump and it's two completely different sides of the coin, right? So, like, that's just for me. And, yeah, speaking of, of course, The Post has Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep yeah, as that's, the Yeah, that's the Oscar bait of that year. Yeah. Feel, every year has an Oscar bait. Yeah, that was the Oscar bait because Spotlight was a few years before and Spotlight, Spotlight was amazing. I'm Spotlight glad it won amazing. Best Actually, did Spotlight get snubbed? Hold up. No, it won Best Picture. Really? Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton. I don't think any of them got nominated, though, for actor. Yeah. Which I feel like is okay. I don't think anyone I, really I, blew it out the water. I would have said maybe Mark Ruffalo. Maybe. Mark Ruffalo was really good. He did kind of overact in that one scene. Yeah, I know what scene you're they talking knew! about. They knew! I know. And they didn't tell anyone! No. It's they knew and they let it happen. Oh. Two kit. Come on now, bro. You got to know then, the but line. But no, then, then he goes, and we're not going to tell anyone. That's where I got that from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not going to post it. Oh, That's Rachel, a- Rachel McAdams got nominated for Best Action in Supporting Role. Good. Actually. It's great. So yeah, uh, that actually did win Best Picture. I'm happy about that. I wanna. Yeah. Did Michael Keaton get nominated? Uh, no, he did not. Actually, what a shame. Has Michael Keaton ever won an Oscar? I don't believe so. Whoa, Michael Keaton Oscars. Michael Keaton's a phenomenal. I think he's very underrated as an actor. He got Best Actor for Birdman, but I think I don't know if he won it or not. Obviously, I don't know why I thought he didn't. Uh, but. There was also that same year, back on my topic real quick, uh, was Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is a magnificent movie. Chris McDormand's great in it. Uh, Woody Harrelson's great in it. Uh, Sam Rockwell's great in it. Everybody's great in it. But the main reason I want to bring this up was that I'm a fan of Call Me By Your Name. I think it's a great movie. And I think Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer knocked it out of the park. But someone could make, you could make the argument that they're so good because they're together. Like, you could see them as one role Elio and Oliver as like one role together, even though they're two separate characters. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But neither of them got a nomination for actor. You know, it, it's tough with neither those. Supporting du- it's, tough, it's tough with those duo movies, you know, because like I think it's hard for one to outshine the other, and therefore they kind of just bleed together to make one that you know doesn't really stand out as much. Unfortunately, that that's kind of what happens with those movies sometimes. Not, I mean. I get why it happens, but it doesn't make it any less right, or it doesn't make it any more right. But I get. Oh wait, no, why. no, no. Well, I'm sorry. Timothy Chalamet did get nominated. Yeah, I knew he did. Just but not still, all Army Hammer did not. But he didn't win. Our Darkest Hour won. Okay, I, excuse me. I'll, I'll rescind everything. Maybe I'll rescind everything I said. Also, yeah, best supporting. I think Willem Dafoe m- sh- might have should have won over Sam Rockwell. Four. 
uh, Florida Project. Ah, uh, no, I haven't that seen it myself. Great movie. He's really good in that. Can't but go wrong with Sam Rockwell, though. Sam Rockwell, you can't go wrong with him. That's I'm true. glad he that's finally got his true. Oscar. As am I, as am I. But yeah, that's really, really all the big ones I got. So you can go ahead and say yours. All right. Now, watch Call Me By Your Name. Fair You're enough. going to watch it I will, the end of the year. I will, I will. Calm down. Um, Alex so, hates it for no reason. I don't. I don't hate it. I just told you I did to get you off my back because every movie that you've seen that I haven't is a crime against humanity. That likewise. No, buddy. it's not. I'm just kidding half the time. I am too. I'm not gonna kill you because you haven't watched Moonlight. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I get a little scared. Sometimes, but uh, so anybody who watched the first episode, I had Last Samurai in my top ten movies, relatively unknown movie. We're gonna have to and, do and a movie, redo of that because mine's changed a bit since. Mine the first might episode. have changed too as well. I've watched some good movies, but. A uh, relatively unknown movie also has not partially because of some bad press. A lot of people called it a white savior movie. I disagree with that vehemently, actually. But I think that that's that could be a debate for another episode because that's what we're talking about, and that's a whole other, you know, that's a whole in-depth look at the plot. I don't think it is. I think it's more of an, you know, one character learning about an entire culture rather than just basically becoming it and being the best at it. Like Dances know. with Wolves. Yes. Which is one of yes. Those. It's yeah. People. Which compare, one best picture? I'm pretty. People sure. compare it to Dance with Wolves, and I'm like, it's not like there's two very different. Like I feel like it's very different because, uh, first of all, they set up a lot of Tom Cruise being able to you know go in and sort of like they literally set up him being a linguist, which is how he learns the language. Like he knows and speaks a bunch of Native American language because he's that like he's just good at it. Like, well, wasn't it based on a kind of a true story? No, it's okay. It's based very loosely on the uh, on the uh, Satsuma Rebellion from the late 1800s. Very loosely because it just happened very differently. But, you know, the samurai and did, in fact, rebel against the uh, progressive Japanese government. But just a whole different uh, reason why. But the point is, I really like this movie. I think it just, honestly, just checks a lot of the boxes for me. And two of the boxes it checked, it did not win the Oscar and it gets snubbed for. Now, the first is Kim Wontanbe as Best Supporting Actor. He was nominated. This was his first English-speaking role of his entire career. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Actually, you say your thing. I'll add what I. And I'm gonna be honest. I like that. I honestly had honestly forgotten about him up until this movie because, like, I had seen a bunch of movies. I did not know he was in it. And then I see him. And I'm like, wait, that's him. Oh my gosh, he's in Godzilla and all this stuff. And he knocks it out of the park for me. The scene when he's in the uh, cherry blossom uh, garden with Tom Cruise, amazing. The ending scene when he asked Tom Cruise to. Uh, uh, help him uh, stab himself in the chest and commit seppuku. Now, that is an unbelievable scene. It's just top to bottom amazing role. And I'm not going to say he deserves it because he didn't speak English be- roles before. The, it didn't have English-speaking roles before the movie. That's not it. I think it just adds a bit of significance to it. But I think it's amazing. And the reason I'm annoyed by it is because he got snubbed and lost to Tim Robbins in Mystic River. Now, I like Tim Robbins. I like Tim Robbins in Shawshank. He's great in Shawshank. I don't like Tim Robbins and Mr. River, and I don't like Mr. River as a whole. Here's the thing. Here's I, I'm going to give my rationale why I think right. Kim Watanabe did not win it. His character in that movie is very reserved, or like very kind of held back, and that's his character, and he plays it very, very well. But like he's one of the like he plays like the the quiet, the he, co- he doesn't calm, have these big composed. emotional scenes. Then yeah, like t- Tim Robbins has the he has shows all of his emotions. He shows happy, he shows angry, he shows sad, he shows. D- despair. I mean, Tim Robbins is really good in that movie, whether you like it or not. I like he's I good in that movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I know you don't like Mr. Reaver. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think Tim Robbins. I'm not saying he deserved it, but I can see why they would give it to him over Kim Watanabe. Just, just from a, an Oscar standpoint, they see Kim Watanabe's character is more reserved, more quiet, not having these big emotional scenes, and they're like, oh, Tim Robbins has a scene where he's screaming about how. He killed this guy because oh spoiler by the way he killed this guy because so and so like you know what I'm saying 
That, I mean, like, I think that's a snub, of course, but, like, that's my that's why I think. I, I, think, I think that that one is secondary to the one that I'm going to mention next. Let's hear now, it. Davis, you talked about earlier, you're like, you don't pay attention to the music and movies as much as I do. Now, I love music and movies. I like, just, I'm about to take a soundtracks and media class next semester. Well, here's the thing, like, I like soundtracks. There's a, like, I like those some songs from, Last Black Man in San Francisco has one of my favorite, like, soundtracks. Yeah, I that Call Me By Your Name has a few songs that I like as well. The Interstellar, I like to listen to No Time for Caution every once in a while. But, like, when I'm watching the movie, like, for the first time at least, I'm zoned in. Like, the music adds to it, of course. But, like, I'm not, like, because I, I, I feel like if I start paying attention to the music, I'm going to miss what they're saying. Ah, uh, yeah. No, it, it, all, it always clicks me. And I always try and catch it at some point. Like, for me, like, you know, this is going to sound really stupid. But, like, when I was watching the Oscars, I used to watch it every, every year with my uh, family. My favorite moments were when they would do the best picture uh, audio video clips and it would come with, like, the theme from the movie. Because, like, uh... Boyhood had Hero by fa- uh, Family of the Year, I think is the name of the band. Like, great song. And that was like, oh, man, cool song. and really sets the movie. And then Imitation Game had their theme playing throughout. Like, that was always my favorite part because I really think that the music is what makes or breaks a movie in a lot of emotional scenes. And in this case, in my opinion, I said Interstellar was top two uh, best score of all time because I think The Last Samurai is, Last Samurai is, a good is the best score that I've ever heard. Other than maybe Interstellar, it flips back and forth based on the day. And... I think if I may go on a bit of a tangent about the history behind this, uh, by this soundtrack. So first of all, it's by Hans Zimmer. We all know Hans Zimmer. He's top two music movie composers of all time, in my opinion. The only other competition there is John Williams, probably. I would say that's uh, a fair statement, at least on my end. I don't know who else could really compete necessarily. You look like you're thinking over there, but I don't know if you're. I had something like I wanted to add about soundtracks, but I cannot remember it. So I'm going to sit and think while you talk and until I have something to add. But so Hans Zimmer uh, does score in The Last Samurai. Now, we all know Hans Zimmer from his from uh, Inception and No Time for Caution is top tier in Interstellar. But when it came to making The Last Samurai, Hans Zimmer put incredible, and also Hans Zimmer from Gladiator, of course, he put an intense amount of pressure on himself to make it authentic to Japanese culture and Japanese music because. Hans wanted to make. Go ahead. I was gonna say I remember that. Sorry to interrupt you, but it just okay. came back. There's been like maybe one, actually two movies that while I was watching, I was like, "This music's good." Mm. It was Last Black Man in San Francisco, and uh, if Beale Street could talk. Ah, interesting. Has violins Ooh, and like like they're like really good. big part of it. Like like it and also Birdman because it's really big. the drums are really cool. I guess Whiplash. Gosh. Whiplash, I don't count Whiplash. Whiplash is all other because music. it's it's about yeah, music. I was about to say it's but like, if Bill Street could talk, I was watching. I was like, wow, these violins are amazing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should listen to this. I never did. Ah, but should. like, it they they're really good. That's actually a decent movie. It's one of those movies like I feel like I watched, but I feel like I didn't at the same time. Like I know I watched it, but like I feel like I didn't. As you were That's saying, odd. as you were, that Alex. is an odd thought process to be honest. But anyway, so uh, Zimmer puts this intense amount of pressure himself to make an authentic Japanese uh, score for the movie because he wants to place people in the setting. Because I'm gonna be honest, when I'm watching the movie the first time, like it sounds all like authentic Japanese music. I'm not gonna be an expert and say, oh yeah, it obviously is, but like it just feels like. It. I can't explain it to be honest. I can't, but it just feels like the instruments that he uses. He used a lot of instruments from Japanese music in order to in- incorporate it in, even though he didn't traditionally use them. So then. Uh, he completes certain parts of the score and takes it to a host of Japanese composers in Japan, and he plays it for them. And at the end of the performance, he gets a standing ovation, and then some of the Japanese composers go up to him and ask him if it is actual, if it's not his music. They thought it was some other Japanese composer's music that he was sampling to say, "Hey, should I do this?" He thought they thought he was asking them if this is a style he should follow. Instead, it was the music that he composed himself. 
which is insane to me because that like that's like you know what that's like like that's just like the like you know how in how authentic it has to be for that result to happen it's insane and i'm be honest i've listened to the score in its entirety probably 10 times and i'm not saying i've listened to certain songs here and there and they've all equaled the entirety i'm telling you i've listened to song 1 through song 12 again and again there's just certain moments the entire score in the fight scene the scene in the rain the in- intensity of the scene when the ninja attack i just think it's amazing and it did not get nominated and that is absolutely ridiculous to me. I do not understand how this score did not get nominated. To, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's going up against Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and Finding Nemo. Now, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King is a good score, but Finding Nemo's score is not better than The Last Samurai. I just want to say something real quick about Hans Zimmer. He's done some crazy movies. He did Spirit. He did yep. Soundtrack for Spirit, which is a great soundtrack. yeah. yeah. Wow. He, he, also, he, like, also did, he also did um, The Lion King. He did do The Lion King. I think he also did Prince of Egypt. He did do Prince of Egypt. There is... He kind of looks like My, Ted Levine. He, al- he, also, he also did the Modern Warfare theme for Modern Warfare 2. That's right. The man's is crazy, bro. I'm he did Man of Steel. He did, he did, um, he did Black Hawk Down. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good one. No, l- the, the main theme for that, uh, Behind Enemy Line... Or wait, no, it's... Uh, he did Thin Red Blade. Line, Blade Runner 2049. So the, the, I recommend listening to the main, the main theme for... Um, oh, he also did Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. And Kung Fu Panda Kung 2 and 3. And Madagascar. Um, yeah, and I, wow. I would recommend, if you're for Black Hawk Down, listening to the No Man Left Behind soundtrack, Davis. That song is very, very good, and I think you'd like it. Maybe want to write that down. But <laughs> you're actually going to write it down. Um... But yeah, so yeah, he's very talented. He's done all sorts of movies, but this, in my opinion, might be his best score ever. And to not even get a nomination and to lose that nomination to um, Finding Nemo of all is just not right to me. I don't even remember a Finding Nemo song. It, like it's good. I've listened to it because I listened to all almost all of them, honestly. But yeah, no, uh, Last Samurai is one of the best things I've ever heard. Period. And I think it should have been nominated for something at least. I don't know if it beats Return of the King, but it deserves the nomination at least. Yeah. Also, wait. I just remembered one. This is not my biggest, but Shrek beat Monsters, Inc. Best anime feature film. Not ha- I don't hate that. Look, I know Monsters, Inc. is great, but like Shrek was kind of revolutionary. Shrek is revolutionary, but it's not the best film. It, 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 it set a precedent. Do you think the Oscars care? <laughs> I think, think that's... Do you think I the Oscars think, care? I think that's the point. We finally come... To the crux of the episode, the Oscars I think are that's bad. A good place to end it on. Do, the, do you good, think yeah, the Oscars do, care do about who Oscars we think the care best? If the movie is good. They they like they've known to just kind of like make bargains or like make like oh we missed oh, you yeah, on this and then movie. The, so the, the bribery scandal with yeah. the Golden Globes just recently. It, same things going on. With I the, wish we had like a a good one. What do you mean? Like a good oh, oh a good award good show? award show. Uh, because the Grammys screen Actors Guild is pretty good. That's a that's a screen okay. that's that's an Actors Award thing. That's pretty good. The Grammys apparently suck. The Golden Globes I've heard bad things about. How, are the Tonys good? Nobody cares about the Tonys, though. The, Emmy, the Emmys lost all credibility when they gave Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones Season 8 a bunch of awards. I forgot, about, I forgot about the Emmys. The, Emmy, the, Emmys lost, the Emmys did good when they gave Breaking Bad everything because it deserves everything, but then they gave Game of Thrones Season 8, including the showrunners, like, best uh, series or whatever. Yeah, no, it. I think they might have done it. It wasn't Are they good. NAFTAs one? NAFTAs. The, Na- NAFTA? the, Na- the NAFTAs that... You're thinking, you're thinking of the, the BAFTAs, not the NAFTAs. Naf- NAFTA's the Na- North oh, American the Free Trade <laughs> Agreement. <laughs> the no, BAFTA. BAFTA's a British, that, that's, a, that's a popular one. 
I think the best you're gonna yeah. Deal that's what I was thinking of the face the whole time. It's just the BAFTA. The best you're gonna deal with is like Screen Actors Guild because like I remember um it like also is just it just feels different because like remember when um Oscars Joaquin won for Joker, and his speech his speech was kind of it was like he talked about the movie briefly but then he makes an entire uh statement about cl- about climate change again. That's more than that's his what right. Leonardo DiCaprio did too. Exactly. For but when you watch the screen, uh, the point is he also looked very nervous and very stressed. And when you watch his Screen Actors Guild uh speech, it's hilarious because he talks about how. He always lost all these roles to the roles to this mythical uh, actor, and people just whisper Leonardo. And, like it's this really funny, very loose speech, and it just—I thought it was better. So those are, Screen Actors Guild can have some good moments. So I would say if you're looking for some, that might be your uh, way to go. Plus they have Best Ensemble, which is cool. Uh, I like BAFTA actually takes place this upcoming weekend. Ah, maybe I'll have to check it out. Maybe I'll have to check it out. Best film yeah. they have: Trials Chicago Seven. Looks like uh, Father, Nomadland. I don't know what the other two are. Father, the Mauritanian, I've not heard of that, and Promising Young Woman, and Trial of Chicago 7, which is very good. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to say? I'm all good here. I'm, I'm really glad we got to talk about all these different snubs, and I, I know I went on a couple spiels there for a second on Pirates of the Caribbean. That's I apologize cool. for that. I, I was mean, with you. The, the CGI got me, I mean, it's got me thinking all kinds of time, bro. Like, it, Next week, what are we doing for the Oscars? Uh, next week, you know, honestly, I'm probably going to have to post something on the Instagram because i got to like look through and see what we decide. I want, honestly, Best Actor? So that's actress. We could t- we could talk about who we think is the best. Uh, well, well, I mean, what like going like oh, you mean like Just like all time? Like who's the best, most deserving? Well, we, that's a hard one. Indeed, we we kind of did that uh, earlier, and I can't believe we're talking out in the air. But um, we talking about people can maybe they can get to us about it. I mean, you know, th- this week was kind of made up on the fly as well. So I think you know next week we'll we'll figure. I'm thinking we'll play maybe, by you. We'll figure maybe, it out. Maybe we could do. Um, wow, I'm just. It's gonna, it's gonna take we'll a figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We'll the Oscars out, don't care yeah, about that's you. It. That's it. And the, Let's and end the, it. And the point the point is this month will be all Oscar themed episode. That is maybe not, not next week. If we can't do it. We can do a BAFTA like. next week. BAFTA. But it's all the same movies as the Oscars. So oh, we yeah, could do that. Maybe maybe we could. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. But we thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed our Oscars award themed episode dealing with some of the biggest Oscar snubs in history, dating from everything from Cabaret beating The Godfather to. The Golden Compass beating... I'm still mad about that, by the way. The polar bears are cool, but, like, they're not that cool. Okay. Anyway, okay. sorry. Um, so we thank you all for joining us, and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of these Oscar-themed episodes and maybe watch some more movies along with us, and we will see you all next time. 